It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie now, our next story is one that, to be quite honest, I, I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm, to be fair to the staff in the HSE press office, that they know what to make of it. And I believe that they're trying to get to the bottom of questions uh, that seem unanswerable, inexplicable questions, it would seem, as I speak to you. There is something rotten in the state of Denmark. On Wednesday, we wrote to the HSE and we asked if they could confirm that uh, the HSE is providing accommodation to healthcare staff who have tested positive for COVID-19 in a hotel in the northeast, and that this same hotel is providing accommodation at the same time to non-COVID guests who are essential frontline workers uh, and uh, they're providing rooms to them on a commercial basis in the same hotel where you've got COVID patients uh, who are quarantining. Uh, We said we understand that this to be the case from sources who have been employed to carry out maintenance in the hotel. Uh, And uh, we asked for a statement on how the hotel uh, is responding to workmen who come in and ask about COVID. Uh, And they're being told that there is not, never has been any incident of COVID in the hotel, which doesn't tally with our understanding that this hotel is being used by the HSE to house staff who have COVID-19 but can't quarantine at home. Uh, And we told uh, the HSE that uh, the person who contacted us was very concerned. Uh, They wrote back to us and said, under no circumstances are COVID-19 positive healthcare workers accommodated in hotels by the HSE. We wrote back to the HSE and we provided documentation which outlined uh, a HSE temporary accommodation programme and a a document that was asking a healthcare worker who had COVID-19 to either confirmed that they had been in this hotel or not. Uh, We said that's very hard to to reconcile and we also showed a screenshot of a text message directing a healthcare worker to avail of a room that had been booked for them in this hotel under the HSE temporary accommodation programme. And uh, we also said that we were going to contact local TDs about it uh, because um, what the HSE was telling us was not in line with what we were being told by our source a trustful source uh, uh, who had documentation to prove uh, what they were claiming. Uh, The HSE got back to us and said, no, that's not the case. Uh, We don't provide accommodation to 
COVID-19 healthcare workers in hotels. Uh, we sent back then uh, another screenshot that had come to this person from the HSE that said this is a reminder from the HSE for our source who was tested positive that they must continue to self-isolate, stay in the room and avoid other people for 10 days from when the symptoms began. Please remind everybody in the household that they must restrict their movement, stay at home for 14 days when they were last in contact and they should phone a GP if they were unwell. And we explained that they weren't able to stay at home and they tell us that they were put into this hotel under this temporary accommodation scheme as we were reading about in this documentation. That's where it's at the, at the moment. Uh, the HSE is to get back to us. Uh, but we have also, uh, since uh, all of that, told the HSE that we've heard of another hotel that's uh, providing accommodation to HSE staff who are COVID-19 positive uh, but can't stay at home because maybe they've uh, a vulnerable parent living in the same house as them or something like that. Anyway, as I say, don't know what to make of it, uh, but we thought we'd uh, make it public based on what we do know and ask for some reaction from the local TDs who have been brought up to speed on all of this uh, before me telling you now this morning. So let's uh, hear from four of uh, the TDs with apologies uh, from Fergus O'Dowd, uh, who's uh, at a, a meeting uh, which he was already committed to. Uh, perhaps uh, we can ask Imelda Munster of Sinn Féin, first of all, to comment on this story. Morning, Mike. Um, I suppose the issue is if the HSE are putting staff who've tested positive in the same setting as non-COVID staff or guests, um, that's very, very concerning. But equally worrying is if the HSE are saying that it's not happening, but it actually is happening, and they know it's happening, or it has happened, then they're in breach of their own guidelines, the same guidelines that they ask everyone else to adhere to. But also, it's, it's not fair on staff. We need to protect the frontline staff that, that who, are, who are COVID-free. You know, there's, there's in the region of about 6,000 staff already out due to COVID. And then if you put that on top of um, vaccinations, frontline staff in local hospitals haven't even been vaccinated yet. It's, it's reckless. If it's accurate, it's absolutely reckless. Peter Fitzpatrick, Independent TD, on the line as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Michael, it's proven these are very, very serious allegations and we have a very serious matter on our hands. Uh, the allegations that a local hotel is hurting HSE workers whose COVID-19, to me, it, it, it's very, very serious and it's been made, as far as I know, Michael, it's been made by a meeting of staff of hotels. First of, all, we, first of all, we need a comprehensive statement from the HSE to respond I know the HSE has already issued a statement under a statement that under no circumstances are COVID-19 positive healthcare workers accommodated in hotels on a temporary accommodation uh, programme. Michael, I will honestly tell you, Michael, I spoke to a HSE healthcare worker this morning from the dock who works in the Lady Lewis Hospital in Jordan and she is positive, uh, COVID-19 positive. Uh, she was living at home with elderly parents and she has a brother who is in serious condition. And she has told me that under no circumstances was she ever offered a hotel by the HSE. So as I say, Michael, is that it's very important that we get a comprehensive report back from the HSE because these are very, very serious allegations. And I, I, I for one, as a local representative in Lloyd, would not stand for OK. Jed Nash, what are your thoughts? Uh, Jed, Nash, Jed Nash of the Labour Party. Yeah, I, I didn't catch all of them. Just after joining the call, um, Michael, but thanks for sharing the information that you have. Um, 
uh, of an item earlier on this morning. Uh, I mean, I discussed this myself with the HSC this morning, um, and as far as they're concerned, the policy is very, very clear that this temporary accommodation scheme cannot and should not be used to accommodate HSC staff or indeed healthcare staff working in any facility uh, across the region or across the country uh, in an environment like that. The scheme is very clear. I mean, it's for people who need to isolate, who can't go home, who are working with healthcare workers, and it's to be used as well for people who may be working shifts or on call and so on and need quick access to local hospitals. And that is, that, is, that is fair enough. The question here, I think, is based on the information you have, you know, did the HSE in this case, and you know, we have to accept and I have to accept uh, what the HSE are telling me policy-wise, but we need to establish the facts here and we need to understand, is it the case in this instance that somebody, a line manager or the HSE more broadly, approved the accommodation of somebody with COVID in a facility like this? Because we need to protect the integrity uh, of facilities like this because healthcare workers and the general population need that confidence uh, that the system is doing what the system needs. And this is a very good system. It's one that's worked. Oh, I think the line has dropped out on us there. Um, I was hoping to go to Rory Omuraku of uh, Sinn Féin. I think we're having some problems uh, with the phones and we're not connecting uh, with Deputy Omuraku either. Uh, but uh, if uh, perhaps I can go back uh, to Imelda Munster and Peter Fitzpatrick who, who remain on the line, maybe we can get Jed Nash back uh, and if it's possible to get Rory Omuraku, please. Um, uh, you, you mentioned a number of things, Imelda uh, Munster, and uh, the impression I'm getting from the HSE press office is they're at a, a loss as to where all of this is coming from. They've responded saying, no, we don't do that. We've sent them on documentation. You've seen that documentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they've come back and said, no, we don't do that. We've sent them on more documentation. Uh, but the questions uh, that need to be answered at this stage is, first of all, who knows what in the HSE, if the press office isn't aware of this, why is that the case if it is happening? Uh, what level of transparency is there? What risk are the hotel staff at, uh, as you said, uh, and other guests? Because this is the point that uh, essential workers, uh, maybe carpenters or whatever um, is essential these days, uh, are staying in the hotel or, or, or nurses uh, who are not sick uh, who are staying in the hotel. So the other guests, uh, what risk are they being put at? Tradesmen who come in to do maintenance, what uh, risk are they being put at? Uh, and indeed, if any of these people uh, unknowingly uh, develop uh, this virus and come out of the hotel, what risk is there to the community? It's all of that, Mike. And as I said, if it is accurate, it's reckless. And particularly um, coming from the HSE, you know, who are asking everybody on a daily basis, if not an hourly basis, to adhere to guidelines. But again, if it's accurate, somebody somewhere in the HSE gave the go ahead for that. If it's accurate, somebody somewhere in the HSE knows that this is happening or has happened. And that's what we need to find out who was responsible. If this is accurate, that they allowed somebody to stay in a hotel setting that they knew had just tested positive for COVID, allowed them into a setting where there were staff and other guests and possibly other HSE staff who are non-COVID. 
As I said at the outset, it's very, uh, very serious. All of this seems I- inexplicable. It's very hard to understand. I don't know if the press office understand it, uh, for that matter. And it seems, uh, in fairness to them, as uh, they're they're going to great lengths to try and get a, a, an understanding of it. But it comes to us from a trusted source uh, with uh, documentation to support the claims. Uh, apologies to everybody about the phone lines uh, this morning, uh, and uh, uh, Rory O'Murku. Apologies to you, Sinn Fein TD for uh, Loud uh, is on the line with us now and. Uh, Maybe you'd uh, share your thoughts with us. No, is that possible to get Rory or Muraku on the line? Can, Rory, can you? I can, can hear you, hear you now. Yes, I'm sorry, Rory. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with the phone lines. Uh, perhaps you could share your thoughts with us. Yeah. No. Well, my thoughts would be similar to what everyone else has said. The fact is, you've got the same uh, communication from the HSE that states that in no case would they use a regular hotel like this in relation to uh, someone who's in self-isolation due to having COVID-19? And so we need to get just that information. I I suppose I have a second question in the sense of um, the health worker, if the health worker is in a nursing home or some situation, then it's direct responsibility of the HSE. If it's a health worker in a hospital, obviously it would be the responsibility um, of the hospital group in, 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 and it was a local hospital, the RCSI hospital group. But we just need to get that information. It, it obviously doesn't make any sense that you would be using a setting where people are uh, working as frontline workers and they are removing themselves from their own family situation due to the fact that somebody is a, a vulnerable person mm. and that we are then creating a, a dangerous situation by not removing people who have uh, COVID-19. And even the uh, communications from the HSE states that in this case, that the worker should be telling their line manager, their line manager should be arranging um, that they can be self-isolated in the likes of City West if there is nowhere else for them to do it. Which, is, which, ensure- which is the protocol according to the first statement, I think, from the HSE. As to your question, sorry to cut across you about where this uh, healthcare worker uh, is based, I, I could answer that, but it would be a breach of trust. Uh, but if uh, but if the person in question gives me permission, I, I'd be happy uh, to tell you that privately, or any of the TDs that privately, with permission, because our, our source wants to remain uh, anonymous. Uh, But they have given us this documentation, which you have in front of you, which indicates that there is some scheme that is being organised by the HSE. Yes, the the temporary accommodation scheme, though, is used. I I would have been contacted about this um, a a number of times, particularly at an earlier period in the pandemic when people were looking to avail of it. That would have been people who were living with their parents who were very elderly, some of uh, and possibly had relatives with you know, serious complications mm. and they were working in a health setting and they wanted to be removed. And in fairness, we usually were able to get success situations in that. And the thing I notice is I haven't got a huge amount of them mm. now, so it's probably a lot more professionalised. But the fact is, the temporary accommodation scheme is to facilitate people working in frontline. It's not from a point of view of uh, self-isolation or to use a term we use a lot at the minute, mm. hotel quarantining. That's the City West. And if what you that um, if the information that you have is correct, then the HSC or the hospital group, because you assume the hospital group is under the same uh, guidelines as given out by HSC centrally, well, then they're in breach of their own protocols, okay. and we need to ensure how this happens. We also need to check these protocols because where does public health fit into this? Because if there's a response, and I accept there's always a responsibility mm-hmm. on the individual 
to talk to their line manager, but I would think there would also be necessity that public health would kick in, particularly when we're dealing with frontline workers. Let you me, know, and we need to. I'm sorry. Um, let me go back no to let, let me go back to Peter Fitzpatrick if I, I can, uh, because. Uh, in the course of asking questions about this, uh, we uh, discovered that uh, this isn't unique to the first hotel that we learned about. Uh, and we're hearing uh, of at least a second hotel that has dedicated one floor of the hotel to uh, staff Um uh, and the precise details of that we're not sure of. Uh, but uh, what questions do you believe uh, need to be answered now? Michael, well, first of all, Michael, as I said earlier on your programme, I think, it's, I think to be fair to all, I think we do need a comprehensive statement from the HSE. And, Michael, also, we also need a comprehensive report from the local hotels because the HSE is involved here, the local hotels involved here. And I would be very, very disappointed with both the HSE and hotels. To me, this is absolutely reckless. Like that, to have positive COVID nineteen people in a hotel, and with people in a hotel that hasn't got it, like you know, like a lot of people have have died, a lot of people have been sick and everything else. Like, and in fairness, Michael, I think I don't think there's any family in Louth or anywhere in, in in the world that hasn't seen some loved ones die of the COVID nineteen. Only there last week, a friend of mine is early sixties got buried there last Monday, a very very healthy individual. So, Michael, like, as I said to you, Michael, is, uh, I don't want to start scaring them. Well, no. I think, I think, I think the no. information that they give us is very, very good information. I think the, it, it, the HSE should get up with the backside. Mm. And I'm happy to know is I hope that these local hotels are not doing what the whistleblower told you. I believe very, and, very and we, 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 we don't know uh, for certain that they are or that they are knowingly doing it, if that is what is happening. And that is why we've taken the decision not to name any of the hotels involved at this stage. Uh, I'm going to conclude, if I can, with Labour Party TD, Jed Nash, who's back on the phone. Again, apologies for all of the problems we've been having with uh, the phone lines uh, throughout all of uh, this. Uh, but uh, as I said to Melda Munster, it seems as though it's a question of who knows what in the HSE. If some people, like the press office, don't know why is that the case, what level of transparency is there about how these policies are being implemented? Are the hotel staff at risk? Are other guests who don't have COVID in these hotels uh, at risk? Uh, and if tradesmen are coming in to do maintenance, are, are, are they at risk? And is the community at large at risk because uh, people are mixing like this and possibly bringing the virus out of the hotel where we know it already exists, or at least that's the contention? Yeah, I mean, there are questions that, that need to be considered. Um, Michael, I mean, I guess it comes back to this as well. I mean, the question should be asked, like, it's not in the interest of the HSE to accommodate your COVID-19 infected workers in a COVID-free environment. We know the purpose uh, as to why these facilities were established in the first place. And we know the levels of absenteeism and the high COVID contraction rates in, in, the, in, in the health service and the dependence that we have on health service workers at the moment. So a lot of this just simply doesn't add up from a policy point of view. Is it the case that somebody in the HSE knowingly nodded through an application by somebody who has COVID-19 to be accommodated in a situation like this? If that's the case, then this requires really serious investigation. Um, I said in my earlier contribution, the integrity of this system needs to be um, beyond reproach because health service workers themselves who may need to use these facilities need to have confidence that they are um, COVID-free. Our health service depends on it. Uh, and The confidence of our health service workers in the system um, very much um, depends on it. So I think the HSE locally in this region have given a statement based on the information they have at the moment. 
clearly further examination of this issue is required and I'd expect uh, to hear more from the HSC later on today. Uh, I, I hope to receive that information. I hope you will receive that information. Uh, and I think Peter is right, though, as well. There is an onus, if this is the case, there's an onus on those hotels in the region who may have accommodated mm. those with COVID-19 under these circumstances to be very clear on what it is they did, what their decision-making system is, and the um, sharing of information that they have been engaged in with, with the HSE. What level is that at? Okay. So a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we hope there's an innocuous explanation. I, I certainly yeah. hope so. Yeah. It goes back to this point, Michael, you know, that if somebody in the HSE knowingly approved the accommodation of an individual COVID-19 in a, in, a, in a premises like this, that is a very, very serious issue. That has not been established at this point in time. We have to accept from a policy point of view what the HSE are saying at the moment because it is not in the HSE's interest, Michael, to accommodate somebody with COVID-19 in an environment like this. Not in the interest of their staff okay. under pressure at the moment. Not in the interest well, of Well, all we're doing this morning we is... for their clarification. Yeah, all we're doing this morning is asking questions. We believe uh, they're uh, important questions. We hope that the explanations are innocuous. We'll await the explanations and leave it there. Thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme. To each of the TDs, uh, that's Labour Party TD, Jed Nash, we're also speaking with Sinn Féin TDs, Imelda Munster and Rory O'Muraku and Independent TD, Peter Fitzpatrick. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.